Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Okay, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and today I'm talking with Aaron Wonke, the founder and president of Executive Staffing Solutions. Aaron also started Purpose and Wisdom Coaches, which is focused on entrepreneurs and leaders who want to impact their company's teams, families, and communities. And most importantly, Aaron is a father of four daughters, and he wants to use his experience to help us inspire our own daughters to be leaders and make their lives more purposeful. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you so much for jumping on with me. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Really looking forward to this. Uh, me too. Um, we we talked a while back, and I just loved your story so much with your with your daughters. And I really wanted to just introduce you to my audience. Like we were just saying, a lot of dads are struggling with their relationships with their teen daughters, and vice versa. So first, introduce yourself and how you got into the coaching business. Yeah, like you said, I'm a father first, and they're my pride and joy. I absolutely love having a front row seat to see my kids grow up and develop into the women that they're going to become. And as we know as parents, it's never what we think it's going to be. Right. Um, so we've got to be patient through that journey. So, you know, starting another business and building that for the last 20 years and seeing my daughters grow, I wanted to find a way, what can I do to help support women? And, you know, I, with my other business, I thought about, how am I creating a company that I would, I would want my kids to work for? You know, we're less than 20 employees, so we don't have to have a, you know, maternity, paternity leave. And there's a lot of things we don't have to, but we choose to do that because I want to be an employer of choice for my daughters uh, rather than they think they have to go work for a big company. There's other companies out there that really embrace women and find that work-life balance that they're looking for. So I want to be a leader in that and I want to communicate that and hopefully inspire other companies to do that. At the same token, I'm trying to get on the on the ground floor to help other female entrepreneurs, leaders uh, in their communities, home, churches, wherever that is, to help them um, work through everything that there is to work through. There's a lot to work through, and I just want to help support everybody along that journey. I love that. And raising your daughters, give us a little input on kind of what that was like. What are some of the, the rewarding experiences and some of the challenges that maybe you can help other dads understand or at least commiserate with? So just a little background. I grew up with two brothers. So I was not, I didn't grow up in the world of having sisters or a lot of women in my life. So that was interesting. Having daughters, you know, you, you only know what you know, which is based on your personal experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of growing as a parent is accepting your limitations, you know, allowing yourself to realize, hey, I didn't have the perfect childhood. I'm not a perfect parent. And part of being a good parent, in my opinion, is I think we got to be the bumpers on the bowling alley, that we're the bumpers and the kids stay between it and they go down from side to side. And the hard part is what I've realized is as I get older, every year those bumpers need to get another five feet wider 
five feet wider, where I see a lot of teenage parents actually narrow the lane and try to have more control over their lives. And it just makes it really hard for both the child and the parent. I, I actually use that analogy too. I love it so much. Um, talk a little bit about what that looks like, particularly with four daughters. Yeah, so anybody with multiple kids knows, how did I create that one? Because it's so different <laughs> from the previous one. Did they really come from me? I don't know. But you have to embrace their individuality and, and let them go. One may be into sports, maybe one's into you know, academics, one's into theater or music, whatever it is. And I think the best thing we can do is create an environment that allows them to explore whatever they're curious in and to be supportive. And we don't have to be experts in those things. I think it's rewarding to, and I personally felt a lot of um, validation by just letting my kids be experts at things and come teach me, tell me what you're learning, tell me what's going on in your world. And by just showing up actively to listen to that without judgment, without sharing my opinion, just allows me to step into the world a little bit and let them see what they're seeing. And that's been very rewarding as a parent. I'm remembering more and more why I wanted you to come talk with us because everything you're saying, I'm like, yes. Um, help dads particularly that are struggling to connect with their teen daughters because you know, you're saying, ask them questions, show interest, but a lot of dads are just like, I just don't get them. And they're really having trouble connecting with them. And I talk to daughters who really want to connect with their dads and they just are like, my dad doesn't get me. All he cares about are my grades. I hear that a lot. Speak into that for us. Yeah, I, I really tried to, and I think we have to do that individually, acknowledge what we are instead of worried about what we're not. You know, just using the grade card example, you know, you get four A's and a B. Well, we talk about the B. Well, why are we doing that? Let's acknowledge the four A's and spend time on the positives. And, you know, too much of the time, I think as a parent, we focus on our differences with the kids instead of talking about what we have in common. And it's not just in the family, it's also a community. It's a national, international thing that leads to a lot of civil unrest and problems and, confrontations is we're focused on our differences versus what we have in, in, in common. So what can you do as a parent to, to come in their world? And also what I find has helped me a lot is being vulnerable to my kids is let them see my insecurities. For example, I'll come home from work and say, because I, I have a business and I may have a challenge with an employee, guys, here's the issue. This is what I'm thinking about. What do you think I should do? And what that does is allow us to have conversation of what's going on in dad's world and if I never share what's going on in dad's world, how can I expect them to share what's going on in their world? It's a two-way street. And, and it, it's important that they see you as a parent and as a communicator and a partner through their life versus you're the perfect parent. You have it all figured out. I can't make a mistake because you never make mistakes. I think it's just the opposite. We, we have to show them our, our mistakes and be vulnerable. And if that means crying or however you're going to show your emotion, that's okay. And, and kids can relate to that. They're not going to, you don't want robots, right? So why are we being a robot with our kids? Good question. Yeah. And, and wanting them to follow and obey and do everything as we laid out, because we want them to learn to think for themselves as well, which may not be what we think, right? So it's right. accepting that when you, you're talking about like providing 
guidance. And I, I love, you know, where you're going with, with your office, with your work, and just trying to go out there and say, let's make this just the workspace more inviting to women. Um, and I'm sure you've seen that with four daughters. What are some of the things, some of the obstacles that you're encountering right now with really making making professional the professional world open to women? Yeah, this last year has brought, brought a lot of challenges. When you think of the number of people who stopped working, unfortunately, it was predominantly women who who stepped back because they had to stay stay home to educate the children and do those types of things. I think there's still a lot of traditional stereotypes out there. The good news, in my opinion, is like my kids, and again, I've got a, a 22-year-old and a 20-year-old and my two oldest, I see some fundamental changes on how they see the world mm -hmm. and they see a much more equal playing field and they're willing to fight for that equal playing field. And I think that's really rewarding. And the great news is there's a lot of women in leadership roles and front and center on the, on the camera and speaking out in social media and other things that, you know, our, our daughters can look up to these individuals and see fantastic role models. I just encourage more moms and parents to, to be that role model and allow yourself to step outside your comfort zone to be a leader, not only in your family, but in the community, in the school, and in in wherever your place of work is or whatever you choose to do that. I think it's so important for girls to see that. One of my side hobbies is basketball, and I coach girls basketball. Um, and I'm the assistant coach, the head coach is a woman, and I'm really proud that she's the head coach because I think it's so important for these athletes to see women leader coaches in these roles. And we go to all these tournaments, and unfortunately, 90% of the coaches are men, which I appreciate their dedication and commitment to it. But boy, what would it mean for your daughter to have a, a female coach as a role model for a season or a couple seasons? I think there's a lot of value in that for our kids to gain that confidence. Oh, I can do that, that's possible. Versus, no, I never see a woman in that role, I'm afraid to step up. Well, instead of that, why don't we individually be part of that change and don't wait for somebody else to do it? Take that initiative yourself and see an opportunity where you can step into that. Mm, modeling is a big impact, has a big impact on our kids when they see what we're doing. I, I see another thing that, um, I kind of have struggled with too is the definition of a leader often has very masculine traits that are actually seen as negative traits for women. How do you kind of maneuver and navigate how we view leadership when it comes to women? That's a that's a great question. And I think women and men struggle with this, men with the traditional stereotypes of what they need to be a, a leader and, and, and women as well, what is a leader? And one of the things I, I talk to the kids I work with about is there's a lot of different ways you can lead. Yeah, you can be the rah-rah person out front who's, who's yelling and screaming, but you also can be the leader behind the scenes who's reliable, who gets work done and things on time. Maybe you're somebody who's really organized, your attention to detail, or maybe you're somebody who's really positive, who can up, uplift people with your, your whatever you say and how you motivate people. So. I think it's important to acknowledge that each one of us are leaders in certain situations where you're really comfortable being that. And whether it's, I'm comfortable being a parent, being the leader of my family, or maybe I'm comfortable being a leader of a coach on a team or helping a friend who's going through a struggling situation. Okay, they need to lean on me. I'm gonna be their leader for a short period of time is to realize I'm not a leader 24 seven. There's just certain situations where I feel very comfortable stepping up into that leadership role, whatever that role is gonna look like. The one and one more thing I want to ask you and just 
from your own experience, because we, we confirmed that you still talk to your daughters and you have a good relationship because that's really important. So to dads out there that want to connect with their teen daughters and just don't know how to make that initial start, what advice can you give to them? There's something that's really simple. Just go for a walk with your daughter. Hmm. Go on a hike in the woods, which my kids love to go on hikes and we'll go out west and hike, which is fantastic. But you don't have to go out west. Just go for a walk around your neighborhood. And what's nice about that, sometimes, you know, when we, the two of us go out to eat, we sit across from each other so it can be face to face. And some people may feel that that's confrontational. I always wondered why people sat next to each other at restaurants and nobody was on the other side. I always thought that was odd. But when you do it with your kid, you realize they can open up a little bit more because they don't have to make eye contact with you the entire mm -hmm. time. So taking that a step further, can you just go for a walk with your daughter and just be outside in nature and, you know, be able to just talk about what you see and what you hear and just have that experience together. That's another thing I really try to do is how can I create experiences where mm -hmm. it's just me one-on-one -on -one with each of my children, as well as how are we doing things as a family together? I think you got to find the right blend of the two. Clearly when you have multiple children, it's hard to have lots of one-on-one -on -one time, but that doesn't mean it needs to be a whole day. Maybe it's, you just go in their room and color with them for 20 minutes or do a game together for something, but you're there, you're showing up um, in their environment where it's a safe space for them, I think is very important. Yeah, that's beautiful. So Aaron, if people want to work with you, what what do you offer? How do they reach you? Yeah, I just say, excuse me, go to my website, purposeandwisdomcoaches.com. Uh, they can book a free one-hour discovery call um, where I don't do most of the talking in that call. It'll be, I'll be asking you a lot of questions. And what we're going to find out is where you have limited beliefs or things that you're holding on to that are preventing you from moving forward. Um, and it's amazing how this works when you break down those walls and you, you open doors that have been locked your entire life that you didn't even know what you were locked. It's, it's an amazing transformation people go through. That's, that's wonderful. We will put all the links in, in the show notes. Anything that we've left out that you want to make sure you tell parents out there with teenagers? There's no blueprint, right? Nobody, there's no book that somebody's holding that you don't have access to, right? I think what is important is there's resources like this show where you realize I'm not alone. I'm not the only struggling parent. There's other parents out there. I don't have to be perfect, neither do my kids. How can I find other people to talk to, communicate with, maybe learn some best practices that I can try with my family and be willing to try and do different things. And during the course of that, you're admitting, hey, I might've messed up in this area, but I'm trying to fix it. I think it's good for our kids to see us admit a mistake and then working to improve. Uh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Aaron, so much for joining us. I'm so grateful that you could come today and, and share with your, your own experience. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you parents for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to connect with your teen and calm the teen drama, be sure to join me on Tuesdays for the Parenting Teens Power Hour. I have an incredible lineup of experts lined up to share their best tips and secrets, and it's free. You can register at askdrcam.com slash power hour, and I'll put the links in the show notes. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and all the amazing nuggets that Aaron shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find the show. 
and feel free to share it with a friend, especially if a, of a dad with a teen daughter today. I think they'll really like this show and get a lot of it, out of it. All I have left to say is have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.